You are listening to the Hypercubicle. Earn respect by being perfect. The moment you've long dreaded has come. You could feel it approaching for almost two weeks now. They were both the shortest and longest two weeks of your miserable life. It wasn't easy. Every day you wake up in the middle of the night with chills. During the day you feel slightly better, but once you hit your bed again, it's back to hell. Your family has been supportive and oftentimes suffered with you, but luckily you have some good friends who'd go to the pharmacy for you to help you cope with the feverish nights to come. You've considered taking cold baths at night to help you against the sweating and shivering. Why does it happen at night? Well, your colleagues from work said the nights are when the dread descends on everyone. Online statistics say 80% of people survive a tough time like the one you're experiencing right now. The remainder crosses the Great Divide and has no opportunity to make any more changes. You must make it through this time. Your family and friends cannot afford to lose you or your paycheck. You know that life largely depends on the choices you make. You looked for a remedy online. In your desperation, you consumed over two kilos of garlic over the course of the past two weeks alone. Some sources said mango alleviates the pain. You followed this up with several kilos of bananas, onions, lemon and durian. To complement this, you also drank a cup of tea every half an hour and briefly tried gargling salt water. You've been smart enough to know consuming ice cream doesn't help, contrary to what the trolls say. Thanks to your life experience, you intelligently avoided alcohol. You know that it could relieve pain and help you coast through these terrible weeks faster. But it will only ruin the healthy six-hour sleep habit you've built over the past months. Finally, after taking several doses of melatonin and sleeping pills, you finally managed to close your eyes. But this is when the worst begins. This is when you start hearing voices. What's happening? Um, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! You shout until your lungs bleed, and the noises finally stop. After hearing these noises, you finally realize you have to take it one step further and apply some of the more arcane methods you found online. A politician from India suggests you drink cow urine and apply manure on your body. Other sources claim you should drink camel urine. A televangelist suggested you touch your television while he summons the wind of God. None of them seem to do anything, but finally, you found the one which you're certain will help you relieve the pain. You must apply a cotton ball, soaked in violet oil, directly to your anus. Time to give it a shot. Ah! Well, 
that turned out to be a miserable experience, but at least it prepared you for what is to follow. The time has finally come, you remind yourself, as you leave your bathroom and prepare yourself for the decisive moment, the moment that caused you all this pain. Today is the yearly review with your manager. After this, you will either leave this universe without anyone remembering you or be given an opportunity to finally change it. The meeting with your manager ended, but contrary to your expectations, not in disaster. The company appreciates the effort you put in and it turns out you're allowed to keep your job. She mentioned all the overtime you put in and said she values it. You cannot believe the words you're hearing. Is this some fantasy? They're satisfied with your performance. You've worked on yourself, changed your attitude, became more assertive and became positive. She launched into a long monologue about how she knows it surely wasn't easy because she also went through all that to finally reach a managerial position, which is even more difficult. To conclude the meeting on a positive note and give you an additional motivation boost, she mentioned that you are on a path to promotion. You cannot help but smile. Your manager, always attentive, noticed your smile and said, use your smile to change the world. Don't let the world change your smile. Accept yourself. You are okay the way you are. You almost shed a tear and got up from your chair. As you were about to leave the room, your manager stopped you, only to finally floor you with some more amazing, positive and motivational words. Hey, listen, she said. People don't get promoted for doing their jobs really well. They get promoted by demonstrating their potential to do more. As you said your goodbyes, you returned to your cubicle, wiped your tears, humbled by all the compliments you received. All the hard work you've put in finally paid off. Prior to continuing the grind you started almost a year ago, you repeat your mantra. I may not be perfect, but I sure as hell am imperfectly perfect. You are not perfect. So, do you want to stay okay as you are and just accept yourself? Or do you want to strive for something higher and better than what you are? What's the point of staying the way you are and continuing at the same pace? If accepting yourself as you are is motivational for you, then there's something wrong with the targets and goals you set in your life. You might not have had a yearly review such as the one we mentioned earlier, but you sure as hell have had someone tell you you are perfect just the way you are. See this is the first problem. The mere fact you had someone tell you this is an indicator that the environment you are in is toxic. You're surrounded by people who have their targets set by someone else. They try to meet those targets because there is a cookie, or no sorry, race waiting for them at the end of the road. The problem with this approach is that they, personally, haven't set a target for themselves to actually improve who they are as a worker 
person and a colleague. They only exist to meet someone else's targets and to have someone else motivate them. Basically, to have someone set the direction of their lives. What's worse, they think they take responsibility for their life by following orders. Because they are so committed to their managers and job, they still worry whether or not they'll keep their job or if they'll be kicked out to the streets where they must search for a new owner. Don't be that person. Don't be a dog. Take control of your life and don't be delusional enough to say that you are perfect or worse, imperfectly perfect. Dear listener, Today, we will show you how to take control of your life. Actually, we won't, because that's impossible. So we won't try that again. Over the past few episodes, we've done what we could. And we think that this time it's your turn to take responsibility and not rely on us, as you usually would. If we were the ones to tell you how to take control of your life, you'd once again be listening to someone else trying to show you your path. This is what we don't want you to do. Our goal is to raise your level of awareness so that you actually stop listening to others trying to give your life purpose and finally accomplish that on your own. We're not here to set your personal goals and targets like your manager does. In fact, we're trying to help you set your own goals, targets and choose your life direction. As the great Arnold said, You have to dig deep down, dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who? So, next time you consider yourself perfect or imperfectly perfect, Think about whose standards you're meeting, your own or those of your boss. You know the answer.